my dog in staircase to die spot on the holy ghost niggas probably smoking to the thought of knowing us they lost a part of hello everyone c here that's a lie c nanners is not here c nanners can't come to the phone right now <laughs> why because he's dead is that how it goes <laughs> yeah okay welcome to the cool guy with cool friends podcast if you're looking for a quality podcast you've come to the wrong place there will be eating and drinking on this podcast, breaking all the cardinal rules. I am here today with... Yo! And today we are going to be talking about... Arts and crafts, but mostly earrings. Alright, arts and crafts, but mostly earrings. So, tell me about arts and crafts. <laughs> um, I love arts and crafts. It, you know, just makes you feel like a little kindergartner all over again. I wish, like, art teachers were, like, part of every level, every grade level, and not just elementary school. Do they have art teachers in middle school? And high school. Really? When did you stop taking art classes? Middle school. I believe they were required, and then I think you picked your electives. <sighs> Excuse me. And I think um, music classes count as, like, studio art uh... classes. So I took piano one my senior year and i can still almost play when the saints come marching in on piano <laughs> but yeah so i think that counted for one of my art credits in uh-huh. lieu of uh, what one usually thinks of arts and crafts as i see dang i missed out i took band like fifth through 12th grade instead of art but i still remember my like elementary school art teacher miss julie staling she was the bomb.com but yeah i like crafting i like the creativity of it i really like watching those youtube videos where people are diying so they take something and then they turn it into something completely different or better definitely all about hgtv taking a old house and turning it into something beautiful so flea market flip counts as arts and crafts Hell yeah. What about House Hunters International? Does that count as arts and crafts? House Hunters? What about Property Brothers? Love it or list it? Chip and Joanna Gaines? Okay, okay, okay. No, I'm just being a bully. You are being a bully. But you know what? You weren't there in the nail salon growing up, sitting on the chair, 10-year-old, like, um, receptionist, just just turning on HGTV and watching it while the ladies get their toes done. So does nail tech count as arts and crafts, or is that something different entirely? <laughs> Honestly, it used to be just, like, doing your nails, but, like, nail art has become a whole thing. Like, I am so surprised, because growing up, like, French tips were the fanciest thing you can do, with, like, the white tips at the edge of your nails. Now you can, like, turn your nail into, like, one of those, like, portable aquariums. So they'll, like, make your nail bed thicker, and they'll put, like, water through it and seal it up. And they'll put, like, sparkles in it, and you can, like, shake your nail as if it was one of those, um, what are they called? When you said portable aquarium, I thought you meant they literally install an aquarium that has live fish inside <laughs> no. of it on top of your fingernail. <laughs> Excuse me. So you're talking about, like, how there's, like, glitter and stuff in it. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, it, they sell that on every gas station. <laughs> yeah. And, like, phone cases. Yeah, and you, it. like, shake it, and it's, like, liquid that apparently isn't... It's just all yeah. sealed up in a vacuum mm-hmm. space. Anyways, you can turn your nail into one of those. That's pretty epic. Yeah, and you can have, like, 3D art on your nails. You can, like, mold three-dimensional things. It's wild. Nail art has gone, like, off the roof. And with the advent of 3D printing, you could probably print small-scale, tiny, complex figures and then use, like, nail glue 
and yeah yeah it's like the bigger version of like 3d art on the tip of a needle that's a flex (laughs) and that's like the tiny version of so both of those versions are like similar to but different than ship in a bottle yeah so like 19th century hobbyists have now emerged in the 21st century through nail art so like why don't crafts suck like what makes them good what makes them cool Oh, it's just like the informalness of arts and crafts, right? It's not like I'm making a painting or I had to make this visual masterpiece. It's just crafting. So th- I feel like the word itself is very encouraging and invites this this like laid back just doing projects with your hand for with your hands for fun. Um no judgment cuz I feel like crafting it's not about coming like finishing with this beautiful product it's just the process itself of just looking at everyday tools and figuring out how to elevate it. I think it's cool and interesting that one of the first things you delineated crafts from was art because in my mind I had sort of just lumped them together. Yeah, I think crafting projects can turn into art. Well, I guess when I think of art, it just has this this formality to it where it's like it has to be something visually appealing. It has to be something that like can be enjoyed by others. Whereas when I think about crafting, I think of like popsicle sticks and it's just the process of putting things together regardless of the outcome. Yeah. So when you say regardless of outcome, that makes me think of like, no, there aren't like expectations tied to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like going up to be framed or like seen at the Tate or the Louvre or anything of that nature. It's just like, here's my little popsicle stick, man. Here's my macaroni glued to a piece of paper. Wait, is that art or is that craft? It's the it's crafting. And then once you're done with it, you get to decide whether or not it's art. Oh, shit. Okay, that's mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm. What recent projects have you been working on? My most recent project was actually um, this earring holder situation. So I went to my favorite place in the world, Turnip Green Creative Reuse, and I uh, picked up this huge like bulletin board that was really old. Like The cork part of it was pretty scratched up and everything. And then I found sheets of cork sheets of cork I guess um and I also got this like nice um linen so I it was like such a fun project it took a couple hours because I'm a perfectionist but I basically relined the bulletin board with the new cork and then fitted the linen sheet over it and then hot glued it together and now I have this it's like instead of using it with like push pins like as a bulletin board it's now this earring holder where all of my earrings with backings that aren't the hooks I can just stab it in like a like a push pin and it's really just a way to um, be more lazy because I don't like the earring holders where you have to take off the backing of the earring put it through the hole and then close it up again so it's just me being lazy but it's beautiful yeah it's like being not lazy so that in the future you can be lazy I've just like found this niche of polymer clay earring makers and it's such a lovely community and they all have these like like they just all have like they're all, they have all they have their own unique backstories but then everyone is like making these very cute polymer clay earrings and I like that every time I receive a pair of earrings first of all it's handmade and beautiful and then it's like I just know who was the creator behind it cuz I follow them and I you know I don't know so there is it sound there's so much cool stuff Tell me more about polymer clay earrings specifically. Yeah, where to begin? <laughs> well, I think 
one of the best things about polymer clay earrings is that essentially you're just working and molding clay and like polymer clay specifically is a very light and airy clay um, that is super soft and moldable so it holds up like small details very easily and then after you bake it and turn it into earrings like they, they weigh nothing at all so I've been sporting these huge like earrings that like are the length of my neck and I just don't feel them because it's just so light that's awesome it's so cool can you tell us about the earrings you're wearing right now yes the earrings I'm wearing right now um, is by an artist on Instagram called the good karma co um, good with an e at the end and I'm wearing these beautiful um, they're like the centerpiece of the earring is is a butterfly and it has this light to blue light to dark blue ombre effect across the wingspan and um, it's being held up by these very delicate chains with gems cascading down them they're so magical and just full of good energy and I love them. I just got them yesterday and they're huge, <laughs> but I just don't feel it at all. I can just hear the little gems tinkling when I walk. So yeah, so the artist, her name is Charlotte. She's, yeah, her, her shop is called The Good Karma Co. And example A of why I just like love this little collection that I've started because I know that Charlotte is a classically trained violinist and she plays um, in orchestras and then she started making polymer clay earrings in 2020 when you know the pandemic happened and she couldn't be a musician and now she gets to do both she gets to create art with her hands in both cases she gets to play music and like sculpt these beautiful earrings i never would have known the story behind those earrings had i not asked and what a cool story it is you had said something that interests me earlier where when you're describing the cork board that you had made, mm -hmm. you describe yourself as a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And you talk about with crafts, there's expectations are relinquished. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you goof. So how do you, how are those two things reconciled in your practicing of crafts? Yeah, wow, good, good catch there. Very observant of you. It's a good question. You can just say, I don't know. No, I, I think I stand by the fact that you get to decide after your crafting session is over whether or not what you've made is art or not. I think I put a little bit of pressure on myself with this project because I knew that I wanted it to be a functional piece that was going to be in my room displaying my beloved earrings. And so it wasn't just like a relaxing crafting project for me. It was like something that I was going to use. And that's where the perfectionism came in. Okay, so there's kind of this twofold nature of perhaps crafting with utility in mind. And in that case, you might have more of an eye toward the quality of what you're making. Mm -hmm. And then also just the craft of like, whoopee! And like, it's like, I don't care if I mess up, because it's crafts! Yeah. And this was one where you're like, I don't want to goof it, because I'm going to be using it. Because there's some errors that I would imagine, if you could even call them errors... When crafting, there are happy accidents in crafting where it is nice and homely, and even if it does affect the utility, maybe you wouldn't care that much because it's cute. And yeah. it's And and the the happy accident is a sign of is is an artifact of human creation. No, but yeah, like the other day, I picked up this like empty picture frame from Turnip Green. Um, please sponsor this podcast, and. 
I so I brought it home I painted it white and it was just this like empty picture frame and I didn't know what to do with it so I got our little ball of twine and I just started like wrapping it around it and having the time of my life just like twine me and my hot glue gun and um it looks kind of crappy right now but like I had a lot of fun and if I wanted to I could use it to like hold pictures like string the picture through the twine so happy accident that's cool i think there are certainly worse ways to spend one's time if someone doesn't have something to do mm -hmm. crafts seem like a, a worthwhile endeavor have you always been a crafty person or is it something that you came to more as is it something you came into as a young person or like an adolescent or an adult um i've always i feel like I've, i could say that i've always been crafty I like doing DIY projects. I like working with my hands. I have a lot of like unfinished projects from my youth, I would say. So yeah, <laughs> like my childhood um, bedroom, if you like look up at the ceiling, there's like high school musical cards that's lined uh, around the, the top where it, uh, the top of the wall where it connects to the roof. And it was because I was using those cards at, to like evenly space out something below it. So but I never finished it, so half of my walls have this like perfectly lined strip of um, paint that I had done, and the other half has like just just high school musical cards waiting to be peeled off. <laughs> and it's been like over ten years. I love that. Okay, I'm going to list things, and I'm going to have you tell me whether or not they count as crafts. Okay. Okay, so. Someone takes a seashell and smashes it up into a bunch of pieces and puts it in a jar and shakes up the jar and then puts it down. Is that crafts? Crafts. And depending on how it looks, it could totally be like, like <laughs> a vacation home art display. Okay. Someone melts a bunch of crayons. Someone orders a bunch of crayons in a series of colors and then melts them and lets them run down a piece of paper and then puts it on the fridge at their parents' house. Is that crafts? Did they have fun? Unknown. It's a craft. <laughs> okay. If what if someone makes something? What if something? Someone does something that is traditionally seen as craft, uh -huh. but they don't have a good time. Is it crafts? <gasps> is that not an impossible situation? Crafting and not having a good time. I don't know. It's like in the same way you have tortured artists like Van Gogh. <laughs> Maybe there are tortured crafters. Yeah. I mean. I guess if you don't have a good time, we don't really, our, us crafters don't want your negative energy associated with the, with the activity, but no, that's, that's totally valid. I feel like a lot of people will come into a project or like learn a new crafting project and get totally frustrated with it and don't end up having a good time, you know? What do you say to know. the, what do you say to those people who have been disheartened when they try a craft and it either doesn't go as planned or they're not satisfied with their progress? Or perhaps their product. It's all about being supportive. I mean, if I need to pin their craft to my refrigerator for them to understand that like they did a great job, I would. Because if you're if you're being judgmental of your crafting project, by which standards are you judging them by? Whatever those standards are, change them. Change them. Change them. Do you want to tell us about um, the crafting project that you? you did before this podcast the one in your hand oh yeah so for anyone who is interested in how i get this crystal clear pitch perfect 
audio <laughs> recording for my podcast, what I do is I have my own smartphone with a voice recorder and then another person's. And in the case where someone has an iPhone, they will airdrop me the file that they've recorded. And then I sent, I merged the files in GarageBand and then edit that audio from there. This is my first guest who has an Android phone. So to be <laughs> d continued on how I get that recording since airdrop is so cool, how the phone is being held or positioned is the best part because I created handy dandy phone slash microphone stands Ooh. and describing it from bottom to top. It is three toilet paper rolls <laughs> stacked on top of each other and taped together. <laughs> and then on the top toilet paper roll, I have punched four holes in it. One on each. If one were to imagine four points on a compass, I have poked holes in accordingly, run twine through those holes, and then I make latitudinal and longitudinal ties across the phone, thus tying it to the stack of taped toilet paper rolls. <laughs> it's a genius move. It's like, it's like dumb smart. If you look straight down, it looks like your phone is like uh, wrapped up like a Christmas present or just any present. <laughs> yes, crafting should be done. Well, like crafting can be fun as a group activity or as an individual activity. Um, I like crafting with other people because that's going to be the most, the most supportive you've ever felt in your life is in a crafting circle where everyone's grooving around and like just showering each other because everyone doesn't know what they're doing. And as a solo project, crafting is to me really relaxing because I get to focus on what's in front of me and kind of live in the moment that way rather than doing something that's so mindless that I can just be thinking about other things. I think what's cool about crafts and labor is that when you do crafts, you can see and keep the own product of your labor. Whereas with other types of work or labor, you may not be able to see it or hold it. It may get sucked up into some kind of system somewhere else. Yeah. But you get your own doodad with crafts. You get your own doodad and it's unique and it was made by you. Yeah, that's okay. So that's why I have been really into like not just buying earrings, but buying earrings from like small businesses or just basically not large corporations, just handmade jewelry because it feels like I'm wearing other people's art and I get to like showcase their artwork by walking around with it. You feel more connected because you know where it's from and you can put a face to the product and the labor that was put into the product. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because this is, someone labored over these earrings and um, I just, I hope they know that they sold their works of art to like uh, a customer who really appreciates their work and really loves their, t like their talent and is really excited to like sh walk around and show off their work and be like, oh, these earrings are from XYZ. You should totally look them up because... I just, it, it, it must be, no, it definitely has to be so hard to run a small business um, on top of just being the artist yourself. And so there's just, it's, it's a feel, it's, it's a selfish almost feel good moment of like justifying my earring collection by saying, oh, these are all um, part of me supporting small businesses rather than buying like Forever 21 earrings. I didn't have anything cool to say, but I, <laughs> I hear in a firm what you're saying and I value your observations.
Thank you, friend. The finished product for this is going to sound so good. Not even kidding. It's going to sound... Excuse me. Tell me about some of your favorite types of crafting, and tell me about some of your least favorite types of crafting. I would say my favorite type of crafting is... um, Well, I was going to answer my favorite type of crafting is reuse art. But then that's me again mixing art and crafting together, so I don't know. When you say reused art, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't know if that's the correct term. I think it is. Reuse art, it's the idea of your art being made of different materials from from different... (laughs) So when I think of reuse art, I think about a canvas or some sort of three-dimensional piece that is composed of materials from all over the place. So just reusing materials around um, and putting it together into a completely brand new piece. So for example, I'm looking across our living room right now and we have this framed um, three-dimensional flower and the flower is made of old music sheet uh, rolled together and that's just like a way of reusing old music sheets. I see. So it is creating art from so it's creating new art from a bunch of different materials and sometimes those materials happen to be pieces of art is that kind of it or am i missing the mark i think i agreed up to happen to be a a piece of art oh heck but me but isn't sheet music art i sheet music is art but you can also you can have a piece where you take an old mason jar and shatter it and then take pieces of glass and arrange it around i don't know a painted okay a painting that you've just painted so like upcycling kind of yeah upcycling sounds good where like you take you take something and then make art out of it yeah just taking something that exists and turning it into something new oh okay so as opposed to like going out and buying art supplies Mm-hmm. You just take stuff that already exists, mm-hmm. and sometimes that stuff could happen to be art, and then you make art out of it. Or or yeah. crafts? Fuck. I don't know. No! I broke it. <laughs> That's a big I question. I broke the arts and crafts dichotomy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have this uh, really talented friend, Michelle Bukowski, and she does a lot of mixed media work, but one of her best sellers is she makes, um, I guess upcycled is the right word, she makes these upcycled journals where she takes just paper materials from different sources, so like newspaper or old fabric or um, just ripped pages out of a book or something, and she will she does a lot of different things but one example is she'll take some old newspaper and then paint like a blank white rectangle in the middle of it so that you can so it's like blank space to write but you still see the border of newspaper and then she seals it so that the newspaper itself is supported and then she binds all of these different pages together into a journal so you flip to a new page and you don't know what the like the next page came from something entirely different from the page before and it's beautiful. Do you own one of these notebooks or journals? I don't. Um I think they sell sell out too fast and I she just put so much love and care into each one of them that like it takes her a while to produce one and I I never snag it up in time. Are you ready for round 2 lightning round of 
Is that a craft or is it not a craft? I'll try my best. Okay. Round one, you go outside and mow the grass. Is that a craft? Not a craft. Round two, you make paper mache hats for you and your friends. Is that a craft? You're crafting. Round three, you put food coloring in some water in a pitcher and then you pour the colored water out into the sink. Is that a craft? That's a DIY science experiment. Round four, you put googly eyes on a soda can. Is that a craft? Yes. <laughs> you put a smiley face on that one and then put a rock next to it and put googly eyes on it and a smiley face. Is that a craft? Confirm. I lost count. What round are we on? I don't know. Okay, round seven. <laughs> you journal your thoughts and feelings and then you... You, um, you had... You... You you could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Mm. I'm gonna say you won. It's confusing because you you called it round one and two, but within round two you you called each question a round. Ah, oh, dang it! Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a happy mistake. Yeah. Are you familiar with folk art? No, I don't think so. It can happen in any part of the world. It doesn't have to be American. But when you think of, like, folk stuff mm-hmm. and, like, homestead, like, big old quilts and the, taking care of the chickens and getting water from the well and, like, mm. it's, like, a lot of rural community stuff, but not just rural community stuff. Sounds like prairie life. Yeah, it's, like, similar. But you'll see it all over the world. You can see it in, like, you could see folk art in, like, Peru or, like, the Netherlands or, like, the Midwest. I think most times I only think of the Midwest, though. Or, like, there's a there's a quilt museum in Paducah, Kentucky. It's the world's largest collection of quilts. Except for, I guess, maybe any warehouse that has quilts. There's a, there's a company that will take in all of your old t-shirts and turn it into a quilt. Oh! Mm-hmm. Is that crafts or is that art? I gotta quit belaboring this point. It's really not helpful. <laughs> I don't know! Craft is crafts is the friends we made along the way. Yeah. I think that's my conclusion. But Second then also day. everything that Yume said. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this is a product of Taylor Swift or what, but when you say folk anything, I'm like cottagecore. Yeah. Like yeah, folk art and, and college. And those are kind of they're in the same. They're in like the same neighborhood. I mean, like definitely. I think it's like the same source material. So like folk mm. art is art produced by those people, and then cottagecore is kind of recreating the embellished life. Or embellishing and recreating aspects of rural or provincial life. Okay. So I think you're exactly correct. Wow. I like the idea of quilting. I just don't know if I have the patience for it. Because that's another thing about crafts that I like is that they can take as long as you want. And as an impatient person, quick crafts are, are my favorite. Quick, quick crafts? Mm-hmm. Do you, when you do quick crafts, do you look up tutorials or anything? Or do you kind of improvise and fly solo and kind of cobble things together on, on a whimsy? I do a lot of improv and, and doing things on the fly. I'll like scroll through online and like find an idea that I think is interesting and then look at the picture like of the final result and then figure out how I'm going to do it because I'm too impatient to read instructions. And even if I did read instructions, I would probably like go off the path like as soon as I can. I mean, how did I get you to hold three toilet paper rolls taped together? 
I don't know the answer to that question, but Crafts has something to do with it. I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. What do you think Crafts teach us about the nature of objects? Wow. I also feel like by the end of this episode, the word crafts is just going to sound so weird. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> From my perspective, it's almost like a challenge when I see something because I'm like, what could I turn it into? And so that kind of asks you to look at something from a lot of different perspectives so like some people when they see toilet paper rolls they're like toilet paper rolls but then other people look at toilet paper rolls and they're like microphone stand so just being able to have the creativity and imagination to envision an object being in an entirely different environment or function or even form, that's fun. I agree. I also think that's fun. What do you think of those five-minute craft videos where the craft they show you is absolute horseshit? <laughs> Fuck. I need to I, I need to re okay. I have to get the del- delivery on this right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... What do you think of those five-minute crafts online or on social media where they show someone doing something, but the thing is absolute horseshit? Like, poke a straw through a Ziploc bag and fill it with orange juice and put it in the skillet. What do you think of those kind of crafts? I love those videos. I think they're so funny because it'll be like you start off with just like empty, like, um, what, what are they called? Like cupcake holders, the papers that hold up cupcakes. And they're like, how to make a unicorn. And then it'll start off with that. Like step one is like, place these out. And step two is you've made like a three-tiered cake that doesn't look like a unicorn. It's just so random. Everything is so vague. Nothing makes sense. But we always get a nice product in the end. I think the my favorite one that I've ever seen is someone who like was out in the woods and tried to make an entire hammock out of like rolls of duct tape. <laughs> Like, why? Yeah, and that would also take way longer than five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I think you harmed trees and broke physics if you're doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just those and, like, the hack videos where they're like, use this lime to unlock your front door without a key. They're so funny and entertaining because I'm just imagining the people who have to be, like, hand modeling for for the five-minute video being, like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, they're like, we're going to use you as a hand model, but we're also going to show, like, sham bullshit that doesn't work. Yeah. Do you have any epic craft fails? I think I I was trying to, like, organize um, my postcards, and we had this, like, just like an empty box that used to contain like toilet paper rolls and so it said like toilet paper on it and then I like washi taped it and turned it into this box to hold postcards or no it was something heavier I don't remember but the box itself is so flimsy that I spent like a long time washi taping the outside put the stuff in and then lifted it up to like move it and it just like the whole the bottom just fell out (laughs) that's awesome I was like yeah (laughs) I think that's an epic craft fail. <laughs> that's perfect. It's just bad. Yeah, but if you ever... Because, like, I, I love watching those, like, five-minute craft videos because I'm like, this is silly. But, like, YouTubers like Sophia Nygaard, they have videos where they're, like, seeing if I can... Seeing if these, like, five-minute hacks actually work. And then, like, it's, like, an hour-long video. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the craft doesn't usually work, but if you ever wanted to know what it's like to actually do the things they're proposing, but you're too lazy to do it, Sophia and Nygaard's your girl.
Do you like crafting? No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I do like crafting, as evidenced by these three toilet paper rolls taped together with wine running through holes that tie my phone to the three toilet paper rolls taped together. <laughs> I do like crafting. I think my dad's blue collarness rubbed off on me, and he also grew up on a farm. So I think craftiness uh, rubbed off on me. So I do like making crafts. And I kind of have a mindset where if I feel that I have the skills material to do something as opposed to buying an online equivalent of the product, most of the time, well, I'd say 50-50 I make it versus order it. (laughs) I do like I like crafts. I think that the craftiness and the utility of of it, um, because I think my parents were the same way where... Growing up, um, all of the house projects, all of the projects around the house that my parents did, they they did it all by themselves. So like the like our backyard fence, they bought the slabs of wood and they like put the fence together. We have these like nice wooden flooring. They did that all by themselves. Um, everything was very much like do it yourself or like upcycle this or find a different function for this piece instead of throwing it out. It out. And I think I've, like, embraced that wholeheartedly. I like that. What's something you want all one and a half of our listeners to know? I don't know how to answer that, but right now I can see, like, our living room is filled with so many crafty pieces that I really like. For, I think I think that's, like, all you. I think that's... Yeah? Pretty much. Maybe. I just... So, Daniel had this, um, these, like, bags of coffee beans. Shh, 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 no, no, we can't tell. We can't tell about the coffee bean murder. No. Okay. So I had this bag of coffee beans um, that I didn't end up using, and I guess they, like, went bad. No, you can't take the fall for me. (laughs) I just want to talk about my coffee jars. Okay, okay, you can. Okay, okay. One of, like, my favorite little pieces in our apartment, it's, like, a little piece of decor by our TV. We had this bag of coffee beans that went um, I guess it it just we didn't use them up in time, um, but they still smelled good and they like look pretty because they're coffee beans. So instead of throwing them out, I filled up these like different size mason jars with the beans, and then we had this little glass container that used to be one of our spice jars, and um, we used all the spices, so I filled that up with coffee beans, and then I had saved some ribbon that my friend used to wrap one of my birthday presents so I used the ribbon and tied it around the openings of the mason jars and now it just looks so cute it's just like a family of mason jars filled with coffee beans with like ribbon bow ties and I bet you Target would sell those for at least ten dollars oh at least mm-hmm. at least you can't put a price on fun you, you can't. can't put a price on crafts Mm-mm. you can't put a price on coffee because it is the nectar of the gods it is it is liquid gold, and uh, I would send everyone I know to the gulag just to if that meant I could keep drinking coffee. Coffee was ever endangered. One hundred percent agree. Thank you for listening to Cool Guy with Cool Friends. One day we'll find the cool guy, but in the meantime, I'll just keep interviewing his cool friends. I was lost in the alley, See in the later. air, and I sunk. I spun to the loss of my grandmama, buried the dunk. It's about a prayer among, through the above. Niggas moody, but imbued with the fuck. We should do to play with food, the robber room is for fun. But I do what I want, eh, and I'll do what it was later.